0: I'm ready to do it. I can't be afraid now. Put me on the stage now. I'm ready to rage now. I feel like an animal stuck in a cage and I'm ready to break out. Huh. Bonjour, Lazardants. Jamie the House and welcome to another awesome episode of Mindset with Muscle. I hope you are well and I'm super excited about this one because a couple of days ago I was really delving deep into paradoxes and uh, if you want to read more about paradoxes in fact if you want to read more about what i am writing about every single week every saturday i send people my knowledge bomb newsletter and all you need to do is go to mindsetwithmuscle.com click on blog you can read all the previous blogs Because I'm going to be writing one every single week and if you want to get them in your inbox you can literally subscribe to my knowledge bomb Bomb (laughs) newsletter there. Today as I already mentioned we're going to be talking about paradoxes and how they can help improve your life by understanding some of the stories within them. I'm going to be going through five of these paradoxes and they're going to get your brain thinking really really deep or at least I hope so that is the aim of them. We're going to be talking about these paradoxes and how they relate to personal development and growth. And the first one that I'm going to be talking about is called the Ship of Theseus Paradox. Okay, so the Ship of Theseus Paradox. It's also known as the Theseus Paradox and it's basically a philosophical thought experiment that raises the question of whether an object that has had all its components replaced remains fundamentally the same object. And it's named after Theseus, which is a legendary king of Athens in Greek mythology. Imagine a ship, okay, so the ship of Theseus, that is constantly sailing the seas. Over time, every single piece of the ship is replaced With new boards, new sails, everything due to wear and tear. So after several years, not a single piece of that original ship remains. The question in the paradox is posed as this. Is the ship that remains after all the replacements still the same ship that started the journey? Or is it a different ship altogether? On one hand, it may seem that the ship is still the same because it retains the same name, history, and purpose. On the other hand, some argue that the ship is not the same, because it's made up of entirely different components. One thing is pretty much certain, though. Whenever something becomes damaged, or a part no longer works on the ship, it's replaced, and the ship continues to work as good as it did 10 years before. And when we look at people, they aren't too dissimilar from this ship. Now what do I mean by that? Well, here's the thing. There are some there's some incredible facts about the human body. Your skin regenerates every 27 days. If you take 70% of a person's liver away, 90% of it will grow back in 2 months. Your taste buds renew themselves every 10 days to 2 weeks. There's been a study At New York Medical College, which found your heart is actually dotted with stem cells that constantly rejuvenate and they rejuvenate at least three to four times a lifetime, which means you, you know, technically you have three to four hearts over a lifetime. Your skeleton replaces itself every 10 years. Physically, You are a completely different person than you were 10 to 15 years ago. And the problem that I see with people is that although they're completely different people to what they were 10 to 15 years ago, they still allow previous thoughts and feelings to affect their future goals. It's so easy for your body to naturally change and renew things. So why aren't you doing it with your mindset? You know, so many people for years and years, they carry the limiting doubts, beliefs, and biases that you had all the way back then. And none of them serve you anymore. And the way that I like to kind of look at this is if your physical body can completely change over the course of its lifetime, then so can your mind too. So the question is, of course, with Theseus's ship, if it's still the same ship, even though it's changed all of its parts? Or is it a completely different ship? And it's up to you to think about that. But the way that I like to think about that is with changing yourself. There's so many things on in your head at the moment, which you are allowing yourself and your life to be hindered by that literally don't matter anymore. You are a completely different person to the person that you were 10 years ago. So Theseus's paradox. The next paradox is Sorites' paradox, okay? And it, once again, it is a thought experiment. Suppose you had uh, a heap of sand and you remove one single grain from the sand. Is it still a heap? Well, yes, it is. Okay, so I'm going to remove one more grain of sand right now. Is it still the same heap? Yes, it is. So... What happens if I continue removing the grains one by one? Eventually, it's going to take a long time, but you'll end up with just one grain. At what point does the heap become a non-heap? And it's a very interesting thought experiment because there is no clear line between what counts as a heap and what doesn't. This is because the concept of a heap is very vague and imprecise. So how does this relate to your own personal development and growth? And a lot of this comes down to your goal setting. The amount of people that say to me, Jay, I want to be healthier. I want to be more successful. I want to be these very imprecise and vague things. And the most important thing to ask yourself is, what does that really mean? You know, how do we know when we become more successful? how do we know when we become healthier you know is there a, a difference in one day you know suddenly one day i'm not healthy and suddenly the other day i am just saying i want to be healthier i want to be more successful is is trying to determine the difference between a grain of sand and a heap so the way that i like to look at this with kind of put you know personal development and growth is before you can see the heap which is your outcome-based goal, you need to consistently add each day the habit. And the habit is, of course, the grain of sand. So instead of saying, I want to be healthier, which is your heap, you need to commit to a non-negotiable habit of, let's just say, three gym sessions a week, the grains of sand. You know, instead of saying, I want to be more successful, you need to commit to a skill which you practice every day for the next three years. That could be writing, coding, singing. And the reason for this is small things done consistently turn to big things over time. And it won't be long before those grains of sand eventually start to look like a heap. So that is, of course, Sorites paradox. A lot of people talk about heaps, their goals, but what they need to do is really understand that heaps are made up of millions and millions and millions of tiny dots of sand. And if you just put a couple of sprinklings of sand on the floor, you're not going to really see your outcome-based goal. That comes down to doing it every day, patience and persistence. Number three on our list is the Hedgehog's Dilemma. And the Hedgehog's Dilemma is a is a concept introduced by a philosopher, Arthur Schopenhauer. And it basically describes a tension between the desire for intimacy and the fear of being hurt or rejected. It uses the analogy of a group of hedgehogs huddling together for warmth on a cold winter night. And one of the reasons that they use hedgehogs is whilst they seek warmth from one another, they also risk hurting each other with their spines. So, you know, the closer that they get, the more chance they are at getting hurt. What does that sound like? Sounds a bit like our relationships. And one of my favorite quotes ever is by um, a, a woman named E. Lockhart and it's love is when you give someone else the power to destroy you and you trust them not to do it. One of the things about relationships is this, you desire to have close relationships and intimacy, but you fear being hurt. You fear being rejected and you fear being vulnerable to the other person. And what this fear can do is it can cause you to distance yourself emotionally and physically from others, which of course prevents you from forming meaningful relationships. Overcoming the hedgehog's dilemma requires you to confront your fear of vulnerability and develop the skills necessary to manage and communicate your emotions effectively. This involves a lot of different things. So self-awareness, empathy, honing your communication skills, And probably the most important one in the world, learning to trust others. When it comes to love and relationships, so many people fall into a kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. And this is exactly what happens when it comes to relationships. You start to get close to someone, so you open up more. You fear that person will break your heart now that you're ready to let your walls down as soon as you start to kind of let your walls down, you start to put your walls back up and then you start to create distance with that person to protect yourself. That person then leaves because you're not being open and honest with them. And guess what happens? You get your heart broken. And, and when you get your heart broken, you fulfill the prophecy, hence the self-fulfilling prophecy. So the hedgehog dilemma. Yes, okay, the closer that you get with somebody the more risk you are at of getting hurt when you are vulnerable with somebody else it affects you 10 times more than having your guard up when you're intimate with people when you're honest with people when you communicate with people it's fucking hard because you are showing a different person to the person that you show the rest of the world and that can be very very painful But it goes back to the quote that I said, love is giving someone the power to destroy you and trusting that they don't do it. It's the only way that you're going to let somebody in and having a lasting relationship. And the trouble that people have is that they've been hurt so many times. They've got, you know, they're like that hedgehog. They go in for a cuddle and every time they get pricked. But the only way that you can find another person is is by being vulnerable. Hence the hedgehog's dilemma. So we spoke a little bit about self-fulfilling prophecies and one that a lot of people don't talk too much about is what's known as the self-defeating prophecy. And the self-defeating prophecy is basically the complementary opposite of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, And basically, it's a prediction that prevents what it predicts from happening. A great example of this is Y2K. For those of you who are older than the age of 30, you might remember this. But so many people were panicking that aeroplanes were going to fall out of the sky when we got to midnight in the year 2000 because there was a lot of speculation that a lot of clocks and you know machines and and computers weren't going to be able to cope well with Y2K. It was like, oh, what's going to happen? And because of all of those concerns, the things that were needed to be done to stop anything bad from happening were done and nothing happened. So it was kind of a self-defeating prophecy because a lot of people prophesize that bad things would happen and they made decisions and took action on things to prevent it which then of course prevents it from happening okay so this is super important to understand because a self-fulfilling prophecy you look at these negative things and then you stop doing things which then cause it to happen instead of actually taking action so that is the main difference between a self-fulfilling prophecy and a self-defeating prophecy so how do we use a self-defeating prophecy to make sure that we're getting the shit done that we're meant to be getting done when we're having self-doubts there's a process for this and if you are listening to this I guarantee that you have had some kind of self-sabotage or self-fulfilling prophecy based on your self-doubt in the past. When you are focusing on doing something that's going to have an incredible impact in your life, it could be running a marathon, it could be starting a business, it could be starting a relationship. When you start to have doubts about those things, whether you're going to be successful, whether you're going to make it and whether you're going to succeed... The first thing that you need to do is recognize, okay? You need to recognize the thoughts that you're having, okay? So recognize and write down what thoughts you're you're having. The next thing is once you've written them down, you need to challenge those thoughts because a lot of people don't challenge them. Why am I thinking that? Do I actually think that? Do I actually think I am going to fail at this thing? So you need to challenge the thought or limiting beliefs that you're having. The next thing you need to do is realize, okay? And what realize is, is you need to realize the habits that will guarantee you will turn it into a self-fulfilling prophecy. So this is a great thought experiment, okay? Say I wanted to run a marathon and somebody said to me, you know, you're not going to be able to do that. And I say to myself, I'm not going to be able to run a marathon. This realization is firstly, anyone can run a marathon. Secondly, what habits will almost guarantee that I don't run the marathon? So let's write them down. What habits will guarantee that I'm not going to be able to complete this marathon? Well, if I don't go out on regular runs, if I don't look after my nutrition, if I don't manage any kind of niggles or injuries, if I don't get fitter, if I don't do those four things, I'm pretty much guaranteed that I'm going to fail. So now we realize those things, we need to then reframe them and make sure that we're doing those things. Because how we're going to guarantee success with this marathon is to do those things. So we need to then write down a training regime that we stick to. We need to make sure that we are having some guidelines in our nutrition. We need to make sure that we're doing a lot of rehab mobility exercises to reduce the risk of injury if we commit to doing all of these things we don't need to worry about a self-fulfilling prophecy because the prophecy will be defeated by just doing the actions and taking that action too so let's go back to another one relationships because relationships are very much a self-fulfilling prophecy you start to really fall in love with someone you start to really think that that person's the one and you start to let down your walls you then start to have these thoughts that if you let down your walls this person's going to leave so what have we got here we need to recognize the things that we're doing so we recognize okay we are getting a bit fearful now because we've let our walls down we've let that person in and this is gonna change our lives because. We are getting serious now. So the challenge that you need to have yourself is the thought or limiting belief that you're having. The challenge that you're having with yourself now is if um, you do this and that person leaves, it will destroy you. But one of the things you have to understand is putting up those walls pretty much guarantee your destruction because that person will leave. Because once again, if you start putting up those walls and they thought that you you are being more open and honest with them... Then suddenly you've changed your mind and that's going to scare them away. So one of the things that you ne- next need to do, of course, is realize the things that you need to do in the next six weeks to guarantee that person will leave. And I'll tell you the things that you'll need, you'll, that will guarantee that person will leave. That person will guaranteed leave if you put your walls back up. That person will guarantee leave if you start to distance yourself That person will guarantee leave if you if you stop communicating honestly with them. So the next thing is to reframe what are you gonna do? Keep your walls down, communicate with them, tell them how you feel, tell them what you care about, you know, tell them your your thoughts and feelings. And guess what's gonna happen? There's gonna be a stronger possibility that you're gonna defeat this prophecy. So Ask yourself this: things that you fucked up in the past, that you created a self-fulfilling prophecy in doing. Think about this self-defeating prophecy. How are you going to de- defeat something that becomes a failure and turn it into a success? It's by noticing the habits that you tend to do, which you think are protecting you, when the actual fact they're just fulfilling the thing that you were scared about in the in, you know in the beginning. So, the self-defeating prophecy. Number five on my list is the willpower paradox. So what is the willpower paradox? It's basically an idea that the more we try to exert willpower to control our behavior, the more we may experience a sense of loss or control. And, and this is what this is such an important thing to understand. Willpower is like a battery, okay? And when you wake up in the morning, That battery is fully charged. And when things come at you throughout the day, people, temptations, impulses, things, what happens is you need to apply willpower to stop yourself giving in. But unfortunately what happens is when you are surrounded by people, when you are surrounded by difficult things, what tends to happen is that Willpower gets drained. And although it's successful at the beginning of the day, as the day goes through, you tend to lose control. Let's just say, for example, and this is a great example, that you work with a lot of difficult people. So when you go to work, your willpower battery is fully charged. And then bell end after bell end after bell end comes at you for eight hours of the working day your willpower has been depleted completely because you have to smile you have to empathize you have to understand you have to not get triggered and get angry with these people then what happens is you get home you get home and see your partner you might get home and see your kids and they trigger you they trigger you because they're doing their normal things okay they're leaving the house a bit messy, they're whinging about something, they're arguing with you. And what happens is because you have no willpower left, you end up blowing up. You end up going crazy at the person. You end up losing control. And this is also what happens with people in their nutrition. Okay, What people do is that they resist temptation throughout the day. So when someone chucks some cookies their way, they're like, no, 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 I'm on a diet. I'm trying to lose weight. When everyone goes to lunch and everyone goes to Pizza Hut or they go and get some, you know, burgers, you're like, no, 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 I'm fine. I have strong willpower. I'm going to go and get a salad. And what happens is you get to the end of the day and then you go home and then all of your willpower has been drained. What happens you get the cookies out, you get the ice cream out because you can't control yourself. And then you beat yourself up because you go, why can I be so good during the day? And why am I so easily led in the evenings? And a lot of it is because you're, will, you're relying on willpower to get you to places. But actually, when you rely on it, that's the reason for your loss of control. So how do we improve this? How do we change it? It's understanding that willpower is a battery. And this is a very interesting thing to think about. Let's just say I've got my iPhone, okay? It's fully charged, but I want that battery to last two days. What things do we need to do to the iPhone to make sure that the battery lasts two days? We need to take the Wi-Fi off. We need to probably take the Bluetooth off. We need to put the brightness down on the screen. We probably need to put it in airplane mode when we're not using it. And if we really want the battery to last for emergencies, etc., etc., we'd probably turn the phone off and only turn it on if we need to use it. Each thing that we do prolongs the battery life, which means we can use it for longer. Look at that approach to your willpower in your day-to-day life. What is the life version of turning off your Bluetooth, turning off your Wi Fi, turning down the brightness? I'll tell you what it is not listening to the news, not having dickhead mates, not having argumentative people that you're around, not having to deal with so much drama throughout the day. Because if you are very selective on the things that you see, read, listen to and respond to then your willpower lasts a lot longer so when you do get home you're not in arguments you're not stressing out with your family and friends who haven't seen you all day you're not reaching for the cookies and the ice cream because you carry on with your willpower so it's all about filtering things out in your day to make sure your willpower muscle stays much longer So that is the willpower paradox. If you are relying on willpower to get you through to success, it might actually be the reason for your loss of control because it's getting drained throughout the day and then you're really struggling in the evenings when you lack that willpower. And the way of improving that is to switch things off. So we we spoke about five paradoxes today. We, We spoke about the ship of Theseus, which is a thought process that if a ship has all of its parts changed over a period of time, is it the same ship? And technically it is because we look at it in the same ship. But then let's have a look at you. Lots of things change in your body, you know, your skin, your bones, your heart, You know, all of these things change. Yet you still have the same mindset that you had 10, 15 years ago. So if your body can change, why can't you? Sorites paradox heaps and grains okay if we have a heap of sand and we remove a grain it's still a heap if we remove 10 grains it's still a heap and then if we take it all the way down to one grain it goes from a heap to a tiny grain of sand and what that refers to is your goals you have all these heap goals where you say I want to get healthy I want to get successful I want to be happier and it's like well cool how do we measure that What day are you going to be happy? What day are you going to be successful? What day are you going to be healthier? We're not thinking in heaps. We're thinking in grains of sand. And what grains of sand are, are habits. It's not about being healthier. It's about committing to go to the gym three times a week. It's not about being successful. It's about beating on a craft that makes you valuable to others. It's not about being happier. It's about doing things each day that make your life fulfilling. So don't think in heaps, think in grains of sand. Consistency, patience and persistence. The hedgehog's dilemma. And when we've got two hedgehogs that want to get closer and warm to each other, they once again get warmer because they're close together, but then they also increase the risk of pricking each other. And this is the same thing with relationships. You want to get closer with somebody, but you fear that they're going to hurt you. So what end, What you end up doing is having a self-fulfilling prophecy by putting up your walls, creating boundaries, which then fulfill the prophecy because they leave. Okay, love is love is giving someone the power to destroy you and trusting that they don't. And guess what's going to happen? There is a strong possibility that they will destroy you. But actually putting up your walls and putting up boundaries all the time is not going to help you find the one. The self-defeating prophecy. okay, Opposite of the self-fulfilling prophecy which we spoke about rather than acting in a way of doubt which then solidifies the outcome. It's about understanding the things which will guarantee you a self-fulfilling prophecy and then doing the opposite. So instead of putting up your boundaries and walls and, you know, being distant from people, it's keeping those walls down, it's being close to people, it's communicating with them effectively so you can defeat the prophecy. So self-defeating prophecy is is being a rebel, noticing self-doubt and not allowing it to affect your future. And finally, the willpower paradox. A lot of people rely on willpower to get results, but what ends up happening is that They don't realize that willpower is a battery that is drained and when that battery has been completely drained you have a loss of control so when you focus on willpower to help you it actually ends up hindering you how do we increase our willpower battery just like the battery on our phone reducing the wi-fi taking the bluetooth off reducing the brightness three things will extend the battery Three things we'll let, that will extend the, your willpower battery is not reading the news, not getting in arguments on social media, and not having bell ends for friends. So ladies and gents, that is it for this episode of the Mindset Muscle podcast. And as with every podcast, I say the same quote. And that's what you put in your body affects how you look and how you feel. And what you put in your head affects what you think and what you do. And today, you've been filling your heads with me, Jay Auderton and gents thank you ever so much for listening to the mindset muscle podcast and i will speak to you all soon. we reaching the top we reaching the top